Do you want to work for free? Do you want to work at a discount? Uh, you want good quality work and you want to have someone that's loyal and reliable. There's a, a great value to loyalty and there's a great value to them being there when you need them. Very, very valuable. Very valuable. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong. And I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. So welcome everyone. We're here talking about general contractors and we're going to go over a punch list of things that you should be looking out for, things that you should put in place before you hire a general contractor and make sure you protect your assets whenever you get a contractor or person that's going to be working on your shit on your asset and make sure that you do everything properly. Yep. Now, Frank, you've gone through a major rehab on a hotel. I'm uh, gone through a few. You have a horror story, I have horror stories, and let's not talk about those. Let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the process, about the process, eh, Uh, on how to, uh, as a Canadian, because we are docile as a group, as a bunch, (laughs) we don't like confrontation, Uh, we're sorry. Right, thanks, you're not docile at all, they're very aggressive creatures, yes, very aggressive, and they have ginger hair, which is kind of interesting. Anyway. You know, uh, as Canadians, we're non-confrontational generally. Anyway, as a general populace, we're sorry about everything, but we always like to apologize. So let's talk about how to manage frameworks, what let's call it boundaries that we need to put in place for general general contractors. General contractors, yeah. So I use them for, yeah, I I just recently had the major rehab in on a motel in in Florida, but I use them with my Panama City ones, the ones with the hurricanes that got, you know, houses got destroyed. So we need a general contractor for that. So there's certain ways, should we, there's ways to... Fine, general contractor. Let's start there. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I use these various sites. Obviously, you can go to the Oracle of the Google and, and type in general contractor in that state or in that city and find a few. And, and there's certain questions that you should be asking. I use a site called Home Advisor. It's been working out for, for our projects. They're not just general contractors on that site. You can find anything from any trade, uh, electricians, roofers, and so forth. But handyman. Handyman. Yeah, handyman. Um, so for the general contractors, we, we typically ask initially if they're licensed, insured. And what we do once we get their name is we want to check them out to see if they're they're registered with that state. So in Florida, we check the SunBiz, uh, SunBiz.com. We check in if they're if they are compliant. How long have they been in business? Because on SunBiz, they'll tell you when the corporation or the business was born, like a kid. It's like a and that's a that's just that's super important because especially when you're doing things like your roofs, a lot of a lot of contractors create companies on a yearly basis so that they don't have to honor any guarantees. So if the business has been around for 25 years, odds are that if they provide you with a guarantee, they're still going to be around in two, three, five years. But if the company was just created two years ago and the guy's telling you that he's been in business for 20 years, then, you know, that should raise a red flag. Yeah. Well, actually, in Panama City, when they had the hurricane two years ago, in the 20s, (laughs) two years ago. Many years ago. (laughs) Many years ago. Many moons ago. What happens? A lot of uh, contractors come from other states. Yes. Because uh, that's where the work is now, right? And they need it. And that's that's fine, noble. But 
what happens is they come, they register. Some of them mm-hmm. don't register at all, but they register. So, you know, they're fresh in that state. But the ones that come from the northern states, for instance, their building codes are totally different than the mm-hmm. ones in Florida where they have hurricanes and winds and things like that. So they're not, in my opinion, they won't be qualified. They're not licensed to be working in that particular state. Well, they're so, not licensed. They're just, they may, they may oh, no, be, they may be licensed, but their license is in Illinois or right. they're, they're, mm-hmm. where there's Indiana, snow, where yeah. there's snow, where there's snow. So they have a different process for the roof Correct. versus, you know, having to have shingles that are yeah. screwed in. Use different materials yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. But they're clever. They do have a general contractor business in the state of Florida mm-hmm. because they, they register with Sunbiz. Okay. But you'll see right after hurricane, right after that, that's when you see they're, they're registered. They give you other information. They may be insured, but the insurance may be null and void because it's it's valid for Indiana, for instance, but it's not valid for Florida mm-hmm. because the codes are different. Mm-hmm. And Makes sense. So, just, so how would I do that research? How would I know? On the when I usually phone when you get the registration number, you have to actually phone the state to the state website that you can put that in for general contractors, and then find out if they're they're, they're actually registered, absolutely and have a license and yeah. insurance for that state because the state will actually have that information. Another have thing, the general contractor's license number. Yeah, even even if you don't want to do the work, let them do the work. So you know what? I need your license. Yes, and on the license, it's going to have the stamp with the embossed. It's going to say the state where their license like is. Not the embossed. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Oh, um, the rippled paper. Yes, that's I how I used to write his papers at school. So that would be the first thing is find out who you're dealing with. Pick two or three. Do that preliminary before you go into a deep dive into, <clears throat> into, into the agreement. Once you find one, they seem reputable. Ask for some references. Yeah. I would definitely ask for some references. I laugh sometimes. I just had one right now, a contractor. He sent me some pictures. He goes, look at some of the work we did. And I called him out because now I know. But I called him out. I'm like, how do I know these even your pictures? They look fantastic, by the way. If this is the work you did. I go, but I suggest in in the future when you do take pictures that that you're in the picture or your crew with a logo is in the picture. Like, understand these people can take pictures from the web and I had someone do that mm-hmm. to go look at these pictures and look at what we did and I'm like, okay, good craftsmanship. And then mm-hmm. when I go there and we look and we're like, what the heck happened? Yeah. Like the baseboard's, you know, going this way. <laughs> like it's not leveled, nothing, right? They don't know how to use tools. So be very careful when they do send you references or even pictures. Uh, make sure that they're in there and those are the legit ones and they have a website. They have that presence. Mm-hmm. They look real. They smell real. So you that smell w- them too? I don't smell them, but... Uh, like their you know. butt, like a dog? Yeah, yeah. Yep, you're real. Yeah, yeah you're real. You, you Bend over and want yeah. to smell something. Yeah. Anyway. So those are my preliminary ones I'll do because, honestly, what you're doing is, depending on how the, the size of the project, you want to retain these general contractors mm. for uh, future projects if they are good yeah, and if they right. are legit. So that would be my preliminary... But there's um, other ways of finding them, right? So obviously there's, there's the referral, so... Anybody who knows Frank usually gets a good referral because he's done all this work already. Oh, I thought, I thought you referred to my paisans. <laughs> no. Uh, no, those we have to check their license. Oh, okay. <laughs> Most of my family's in construction. <laughs> We're tied. They're construction. Yeah. Construction. Yeah. Uh, the other way is... Well, they uh, wake up with a tool belt. Yeah. Like, my yeah. dad's always with a tool belt. In nice. case he's walking down the hall, he's got to fix something. You know what I mean? It's, That's really funny. He, whips out a, he wakes up with a tool belt. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing last night. No. So he's, he's got, got the tools. screwdriver ready. And, and I, <laughs> I know how to fix this problem. <laughs> yeah. And uh, another way is uh, you can go to your local Home Depot and ask who they... Uh, have affiliations with because generally they'll uh, they won't want to be affiliated with anybody crooked i mean they, you still have to do your homework on the on the back end but it's a good way of getting some referrals if you don't know anyone in the area actually you know what that's i uh that's how i did find one i didn't go there because it was i'm from toronto but i phoned the pro desk it, actually that's a very good i remember this yeah I, yeah I phoned the pro desk at home depot 
And I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to be buying some things there, whatever. I need some rentals. Can you recommend certain trades? Because they know the trades there. Sure. Uh, and she goes, oh, you got to call Sam or you got to call Joe. He's very yeah. good at this and that. And they give you the card so you don't have to go there. But yeah, very good. That's a very good source because you know they're dealing with you know suppliers there on a regular basis. Yeah. Even supply companies is a good thing. If you're dealing with the roofer, phone the biggest roofing company uh, or supplier in that city mm. and say, hey, do you do you deal with ABC <clears throat> Roofing? Oh, yeah, we know Jim, whatever. You know, are they good standing? They'll, they'll tell you limited information, sure. but if they know them, that's a good sign. If they're in arrears, if they know them in a different way, that's a bad sign. Yeah, they won't, they won't refer that guy yeah, or yeah, girl. Yeah. So he'll say, a crook? If you know where he is, I'll, I'll uh, let me know. Yeah, I don't know where he is. Yeah. And then Frank will charge extra to get that. <laughs> yeah, I have a, fi- I have a, new, I have a, a finder referral fee. service. There's a, there's a new business opportunity there. <laughs> well, for a small fee. It's a business profit. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking for business hey, profit. Yeah. Hey, we'll take a percentage and his legs. Yeah. Okay, so once, you're, once you do your leg work and once you do your preliminary search. Yeah. Good segue. I'm not worse than that starting that business. <laughs> Although I was in that business, but I didn't want to even open that up. The mob? Huh? Where? No, not the mob. <laughs> no, we're talking about oh, people just, breaking people's legs. Next to the mob, which is which is government. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I worked in certain departments. Fair enough. Uh, where, Frank, you know, Frank would seize shit. We could knock into the door. Let's uh, <laughs> not talk about his, yeah, his, but, his shady past. Yeah, but he's, done anyway. his, he's done his time. We don't want to talk about That's it. That's the legalized mob, basically. <laughs> He's done his 25 years. Uh, I, did my, my, I did my quarter of a century. Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't remind me. It was depressing. This, this is in he, not in jail, in prison. <laughs> we're talking about servitude for the government. Yeah, I was serving. Undercover. To serve. Undercover. Yep. Okay, so once you do that, yeah. preliminary legwork, once you select one, they're going to go. There's two ways to get quotes from these general contractors. Some of them prefer to give you a quote on the labor and the supplies. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to do that, the bigger the project, it's going to take a little bit longer because what they do is they get the engineers in there. They do a drawing. They take all the measurements of all the rooms and everything, what needs to be done, what doesn't need to be done, permitting and everything. So sometimes they will take up to a month to compile um, that. Oh, yeah, to compile out all that information with supplies, price out supplies, and the time-wise, and then they give you that price. But they're responsible for everything. But again, there's always going to be a disclaimer Somewhere on their contract saying, hey, any unforeseen things is going to be plus, 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 yes. plus, plus. So, so if you have the luxury of time, which we don't, I don't like that way because I'm like, holy shit, even if they do all this, you know, there's markups on everything, of course, mm-hmm. which I don't like. Uh, but there is markups on, you know, when they buy the lumber, there's a 15% no, or 10 plus 20 markup or, on yeah, top. Plus 10, 15, or 20. Right? Uh, plus they're getting their profit on that. So I don't like that route. Uh, again, I, I didn't, never did go that route. But another option is, and that all general contractors will do this. So I would ask part of your preliminary uh, steps is they'll take, what they'll do is to get the ball rolling is they'll just take a percentage of the project. So if they project that the project's going to be worth 150000 They'll take a 15% cut period off the, off the top. It doesn't matter if it's 100 or 150 or it ends up being 300. 300 yeah. Right? If you go over budget for whatever reason, you find things as, as you're doing your uh, rehabs, which is very common as well that you do go over budget because you just find shit on the way, right? Unless it's a new build, of course. That's different. But uh, So that would be the ideal way that I would suggest you get started. So cost plus 15%, for example. Cost plus yeah. 15 yeah. Or, or cost plus 10. 10. Um, I know you'll negotiate them down to two. I don't think you're going to get under 10, but uh, God bless if you can. That that would be great. But you, you, know, you, you don't want that. If the project's big, If it's a $5 million project, yeah, then we, we have more, there's more juice, yeah. right? Yeah. But if it's a $100,000 project yeah. 
and the guy is having to be there every day, and you're trying to give him to work three months for five grand. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No, no. So and, and, and you think he's going to be motivated to come in every day? And, and, and his work is going to be shit. Exactly. You're, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. You got to invest the money where it makes sense mm-hmm. and cut costs where it does make sense. You don't want to nickel and dime people that are important. Do you want to work for free? Do you want to work at a discount? Uh, you want good quality work, and you want to have someone that's loyal and reliable. There's a a great value to loyalty and there's a great value to them being there when you need them very very valuable very valuable yeah so 15 to 20 is the norm <clears throat> on my project it was 15 percent, and you can give bonuses too if and, and that's where we'll go into that so if you say they agree to the 15 or 20 percent what you should do or look for in the contract or in the agreement is a few things actually number one how are they going to get paid? What's the draws? Mm. So you want to lay that out. Methods of payment is very important because I Extremely. have some people, they get amnesia and all of a sudden, as soon as they're done, go, I want my check, I want my check. And I go, I can't squeeze it through the phone, man. And I go, I'll give you a credit card. <laughs> we don't text for credit cards. I'm like, oh, I want I, cash and I want it now. So It's, I, it's I, amazing when, when they want money, nah. like tradesmen or, or, and I'm not saying everyone's it's, like this. But when they're not used to being in business and they're used to on Friday at five o'clock, if they don't have money in hand, they're literally going to quit. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we're going through that right now on a fence. Like the guy was nice. They were nice to him. He did the work, whatever. Because where's my check? Where's my check? Give us the invoice. So he gave us the invoice, the bill. Yeah. And I remember Linda, she specifically said, we only pay by check or credit card because those are the only two methods we do. Yeah. And he... Again, they fluff it or they just dismiss it because they want the work at first. Yeah. But then once the work is done, they're going to need my payment. It's like, all right, do you set, I don't set credit card. Then I'm going to have to pay merchant fees, which is another big uh, thing for, for some of them. They don't want to pay the merchant fee, which is fine. Right? But to wait for the check, we do it online. Again, we do this virtually. I do yeah. from Toronto. So I just go on my online banking and I... How do you I, do it? Me I, I go like this. Go I go on my online banking. Yeah. forget my password sometimes. Oh, I know your password whatever. now. I know, you know my password. password. Just sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's, pa- it's password. Yeah. <laughs> well, forgot passwords. It's, 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 I was going to say, it's passwords always forget password. Forget password. It's, every, it's new every time. Yeah. Forget password. One, two, three. I think I'm at a hundred. But anyways. My goodness. So I go online. So I, it takes three to five days. Sure. Who's my checking to get here? And I... Actually, I was just on a call right now. When's my check going to get here? I go, I'm not wearing the blue outfit that says United States Postal Service. Yeah. I go, I'm not delivering this shit to you. Uh, so I, I go, I don't know. So what does funny. it take? Three to five days? I, I, I don't know, man. I didn't know where it's coming yeah, but from. But I guess that, that's part of the kind of the process of dealing with, it, you know, most GCs. It, it is, but it, it's crazy. So I would put it on paper, which uh, we didn't do for the fence because it was a minor thing. But... For a general contractor on a project, please put the method of payments, lay it out so they so everyone and the knows. timeline of the payments too. So the so the payment methods is one thing. Yeah. The timelines, absolutely. The draws. When did they get their draws? Because they want give me fifty percent up front. The problem with fifty percent up front True. is horrendous. What happens if these guys walk off? You don't know them, and yeah. they could walk off with your check uh, during the. Uh, the hurricane in Panama. Some contractors were demanding. They meant even for me. They want the whole insurance check. Yes. And people gave them that yeah. don't know any better. They gave the Hurl insurance check. Good guy. And, and they disappeared. They disappeared. They can't find them. There's horror stories up there, which is which is terrible shit business yeah. uh, for people doing that. It never be do conscious, that. But. Never do that. Yeah, and, and, and they're scamming people that will never be able to recover. No. And it's... It's terrible. That's, that's terrible. That's, that's for their house. That's to fix their house. I know. Insurance it, gives you the check and... That's, that's it. it. But I mean, insurers need to fix that too. They should like just deal directly with GCs. I don't like the way they do it over here, uh, but, yeah. but that's the way it is. Here, here you go, Frank. Yeah. Here, the, the adjuster goes in, and we, I think we talked about it in this a different episode. 
about the you know disasters yeah. could turn it, lemons could turn into lemonades is they give you the check and they go see you later man which is crazy and sometimes it works in your favor and sometimes it doesn't and if you don't know what you're doing and you give over your insurance check to uh, you know someone that you think is going to take care of your house because you just don't know what to do yeah and they steal it it's terrible yeah it's well it's you know they can go to prison for it it's fraud but it's still terrible you have to go through that you huge know, lesson that, yeah. huge lesson it's it's a lesson you don't want to have to learn no, no. so uh, so basically, I would lay out so the payment methods, and then I would lay out the draws, and specifically the draws. I would use percentages for, for myself. I, you, know, you can use whatever combination. If they're paying for materials, I would do fifteen percent up front, just till they get through to half. Because mm. that fifteen percent, depending on the size of the project, whatever, maybe fifteen, you can bump it up to twenty-five and do four draws at twenty-five, 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 and leave the last one for the final inspection. Absolutely. So and this one I did because it wasn't what they're doing initially is a lot of it's already cleaned out. They're doing you know some siding and some mm. some sheetrock. It's not going to take a lot of material, material cost. So what I did is because it's a seventy thousand dollar job. So what I did is I did fifteen percent just to start. So they yeah. have money. In all fairness, they're they're going out. They don't know you either. So in all fairness, they're going out buying materials, put it in your in your house or in your property. So you want I gave them 15%, and I did 30% once they're half done. Then I gave another 30% when they're three quarters done, mm. and a 15% when um, the inspection is finished. Well, no, when it's completed, like 100%, and then I left, I think, another five or 10% at the end when someone actually inspects it mm. uh, to make sure that it's done. So this way you're covered and there's and there's certain draws, it's laid out. Again, you don't have to use that method. You can use 25, 25, 25, 25, but just something where they get some as they keep going. Because what happens is if you give them too much up front, this is what happens. And, and it happened once before. You give them too much up front, they work, they work, they work. Once they get to three quarters done and they got the majority of the money mm. and just say they get another job now that they have to start right away because it's a $100,000 job. They're going to pull their men from your site. Yeah. And they're going to go on that job, and then for that one quarter that needs to be done on your on your property to finish, it's going to take much longer because now they didn't want to sacrifice the big job, so they pull their men, they go there, yeah, we're going to get it done, we're going to get it done. So there's no motivation no more. So there's, there's that issue is, is simple to deal with in the agreement too, right? So you'll put in timelines. So what I like to do is, if you're telling me it's going to take you, say, two months to finish the job, what I like to do is, that's fine, so... If the price is this much for two months, then if you're delayed for every day you're delayed, then you're going to start taking a hit on your price. Just like if you finish early and the work is done correctly, you can also provide a bonus. A bonus. And so it works both ways. But this is going to incentivize them to actually finish the work because otherwise they'll never get their money. Yes. So you do want incentives and you want penalties for finishing on time within a window. If they say two months, usually I add a week or two in contingency yeah. because nothing ever is done on time. So I'll say, are you sure it's going to take two months? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say two months and two weeks. You have two weeks grace. After two weeks, this is going to be the daily penalty because this is a day that I'm not open. This is a day that I can't rent. This is a day that, you know, it's costing me money. There's an opportunity cost, which you had to learn that lesson the hard way. You yeah. you went six, seven, a year. Well, well uh, it, was, it, was, it was six months. Yeah. That's what they projected. I gave them nine. Because I knew it was it was a retro. And they took eighteen months. And they took eighteen. It was double. Yep. And the opportunity cost and the carrying cost 
it it, it 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 costs you more to be closed. It costs you a hundred thousand dollars easy to, to yeah, not be open. Absolutely, it cost me actually the equivalency of what I we we spent about one hundred fifty, one hundred seventy yeah. in the reno. But that's probably what I lost for that. Yeah, another nine months. And when to I live. when we did, had that discussion, you know, I know it, it hit you like a ton of bricks. You're like, holy shit, you're right. You know, it was it was because you don't realize you just think you think of the the carrying costs, your insurance, your taxes, no. and things like that. Whatever you're thinking, you're paying that, and and you're taking care of your investors. Uh, but when you put it to perspective, say, Frank, even if you're at 50% occupied at this rate, which is the competitive rate, yeah. you're missing this much each month. And then we calculate it and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. It, uh, it, 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 it is. It's, it's, it's a it's, shocker. It's terrifying. It really is. And uh, yeah, and we actually have, uh, I have a form actually, if you are interested in a, a contractor form that tells you uh, timelines, uh, when they're supposed to have things and some s- small contractor agreements. I'd be happy to give you uh, some sample forms that you can use to start managing contractors. Uh, just email me, marco at marcokazowski.com, and it'll have a lot of these things on there uh, and these some sort of discussions that you can have with them and make sure that you use this paperwork, even as a template, to be able to protect your investment and make sure that you're not going underwater with contractors. Because even like material theft, where they're buying, they're saying they're spending money on material, but they're actually overbuying on material so they can sell the material later. There's all sorts of things um, that can happen. Or they take material and it disappears from the job and then they have to buy more material because they, yep. they don't have insurance, but they're making you pay for it. Or they do have insurance, so they're getting the material twice. You know, there's a lot of interesting things that can happen with contractors. And that's why I just don't have the the, the strength and the ability to, uh, I'm going to say the mind power, to to be on top of a contractor on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot more uh, docile in that, in that way. I just don't want to have to deal with a contractor. I have. I hated it. Don't ever want to do it again. It's not my cup of tea. Some people love it. They love that. Giving people shit every day. Um, I'll help you out with that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's why we uh, partner up with Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, there. Frank likes it. I'll put know, it in what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, no, I'm, I, I want Frank to just... Put tool belt. <laughs> you know, I, I'd rather be doing other things. I have much better things to do. But <clears throat> there's a lot of small... It's The devil is in the details specifically. Yeah, there's there's a lot more. We're not going to go through them yeah. all, but there's a lot more details yeah. that you should be considering, like how you're going to pay them, you know, where they should draw for the materials and things like that. So... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting. And, and I, listen, guys, I learned this uh, the hard way. The hard way. Well, that's what I'm saying. These and, are, but and your family's in construction too, so you see what can happen and what not can happen. Y- yes, my, my dad had you nailed it with the the supplies. The supplies disappear. Like for us, we had like all our faucets uh, disappear. Yeah. And those faucets they cost like yeah. 150 bucks a pop. Yeah, and they just disappeared. Like, what do you mean? We we ordered this. There's the order form. Nope, never got them. Don't know where they are. They're not here. The plumber's like, they're not here, man. I can't do the work. And then they even charge you for going out there yeah. because there's no, <laughs> no supply. It's, no, it's nuts. It ha- it, and it's yeah, happens yeah. over and over. You know, we ordered uh, P-Tacs, which are uh, air conditioners, and 50 of them, you know, at, at 800 bucks a pop. And, you know, you order 54 of them and... Only 30, and there's 35 <laughs> in the... In, and where are the others? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What are you talking about? I had one contractor that put took an old air conditioner from an old unit put it into basically took it so the air conditioner was broken took an air conditioner for, bought a new air conditioner but took an old air conditioner into an old unit and put it in there and kept the air conditioner for himself so uh, well actually, that, uh, sorry I'm, that, no, I'm just you know that's why you take an image so when you do it yes. we have serial numbers exactly Thank you. go ahead you can i was just yeah. say that the, you have to take an inventory of everything you buy and everything that, get, that you already have just in case it's replaced and Keep serial numbers, model numbers. Uh, if if you even have the age, 
of the unit pictures pictures keep it all because that's how you're going to be able to find out if somebody's trying to pass a quick one yeah yeah oh, there's so many things and the stories that we have we could actually do 17 episodes yeah. just on uh, you know a couple of things but I think these are good nuggets. Like these are sort of the most important parts because these are the ones that most people learn the hard way, and these are the ones that are the most costly. Yeah. Uh, especially the like if if you have a contractor show up, do most of the work, and leave. Good luck having them come back because they have other work. That's the only reason they're not on your property. And if you don't have a if you don't have a, the right agreement, they could actually put a mechanics lien on your property to get paid, even though they didn't do the work. Yeah. Yep. So you have to have an agreement that they've signed off on that will remove that mechanics lien um, when it's time because that actually can happen yeah. and it does happen. Yeah. So you want to protect your assets as much as possible. So have the right agreements in place. Uh, make sure you know what you're doing. Get a mentor, that someone that can actually uh, guide you through what to do, what not to do, and uh, allow you to not step on any landmines because mm -hmm. if you... I've done this myself. You get a contractor, you pay them, and they disappear. You get another contract, you pay them, they disappear. And then you get another contractor, they do shitty work. And then you have to redo the work. And five, six times this happens, and then when you get to sell the property after overspending, there's mechanics liens on all the properties, on all the contractors that have basically disappeared. Mm -hmm. And now you're having to unwind all this shit, and it's a nightmare. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen, that not all contractors are bad, but there are definitely things that you should do to protect yourself from the predators out there that do want to take your money because it's easier to take your money than it is to actually work for it. Yeah. Just, These are just ways for you to avoid ending up in this situation. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's just <clears throat> basically putting a condom on your business, just protecting right. yourself. <laughs> you just got to get protected. I, I love that yeah. analogy. Yes, yeah. very well, good. Yep. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. I like, it's a nice, <laughs> it's a nice number one. I like, yeah, I like it. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, we had way too much fun That's on this episode. Right. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.